Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Amazing Avenue's minor league podcast. I am Steve Saipa, and I'm joined this week by Lucas Vlahos, Ken Levin, and Thomas Henderson. How is everyone doing this week? All right. I'm doing well. It's way yeah, too hot well. out. Oh, so hot. It's ridiculous. It is not good. Oppressively hot. Just absolutely the worst. I was trying to... To, you know, solve the problem of my pasty white skin, you know, by forcing <laughs> myself to go sit outside and read for an hour or so every day. Because, like, right next to my building, there's this nice little courtyard. It's just not viable. I'm, I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, I'm outside for five minutes. I'm like, mm, no, no. Got a, got a spray tan then. Yeah, I'll look orange. I'll run for president. <laughs> <and agree. laughs> All right, so we'll start with Promote Extend Trade. And on this date in 1940, the animated short A Wild Hair was released in movie theaters, and that introduced America to Bugs Bunny. And in the decades since, obviously, the characters changed and evolved a little bit. Animation has changed, the voice acting has changed, but the constant has always been that Bugs foils a bunch of inept antagonists in comical ways. So, of all the Bugs Bunny characters that he's had to deal with over the years, I'm not going to call them villains, because they're not really villains, but of all of his foils, who are we going to promote, extend, or trade? 
Oof. My There's my just, dad's just gonna many be, of them. Yeah, my dad's yeah. gonna be very disappointed in the fact that I don't I can't really name any of them because he's a giant Bugs Bunny fan and I like What's the name of that big red carpet looking thing that he gives a man a pedicure at one point? <laughs> I believe his name is just like Red Monster. Is that I know it? who you're talking about, but No, actually no, he has a he has a comical name. Hold on. Maurice, maybe? <laughs> Maurice. I think that actually might be it. Yeah. Uh, Gossamer is his name. Gossamer? Alright. There's uh, just like, I don't know, Elmer's great. Yeah, of course. Marvin the Martian's great. <laughs> like, yeah. they're all funny. Can I, can I do what is a multiple foil and extend the baseball team that he just absolutely <laughs> rolls over in that one? I think that's the objective right answer. Yeah. Yeah. The gas house gorillas. <laughs> is that really their? <laughs> yep. It is. Alright, well I guess, I guess I'm extending the gas house gorillas. I like Elmer Fudd. I'll promote him and I'll trade, I don't know, I, the Tasmanian devil. There we go. Poor Taz. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good to me, too. Yeah, I don't really want to trade any of them. I will say <laughs> it's it's with a heavy heart I have to trade any of them because uh, they're, they're always so funny. But I'll trade Taz. I mean, hey, maybe maybe don't be named after an extinct species and you'd be <laughs> – you wouldn't get traded. Get, many devils are not extinct. Get good yes, Taz. Are. No, they're not. Are Taz – Wow, we just blew Lucas's mind. <laughs> oh shit, they're only endangered. What am I thinking of then? Dodos. How <laughs> <laughs> I mix up a dodo and a Tasmanian devil? Don't you see? Those are exactly the same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're both uh-huh. animals of some sort. <laughs> uh-huh. Mild-mannered bird and crazy little wolverine type thing. What, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the dog from Tez, like, there's something from Tez, or whatever, I give up, you're right, they're only endangered. Alright, well, glad we cleared that up then. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually trading, believe it or not, Daffy, cause I didn't really like Daffy too much. Really? Yeah. I, I think Daffy's pretty funny. He's okay, but, like, just a lot of it just seems too forced to me. That's I remember when I was a kid, you know, like the bit where like he gets his head shot off and like his beak comes off, and mm-hmm. it's like that creeped me out when I was like six. <laughs> so Steve is terrified that you can yeah. remove the beak of a of a duck. <laughs> so he hates Daffy now. Scarred for life because of it. Can, can be removed with a shotgun. Yes, and can be put back on. Somehow. Yes, that's the most important part is that you can then slide it back down and just kind of reattach it. So then, could you? basically trade beaks if you're a duck then in this universe that's mm. a good question what's the compatibility like yeah like, <laughs> do they can you get like a... need an adapter <laughs> can your body reject the new beak and then you get like sick or something and you got is it like rat? one of those crazy prosthetic nails nails that people wear can you get like a like a toucan beak to, as a duck like yeah i'm just flaunting this today or like you match it with whatever shoes you're wearing. Uh huh. <laughs> like, oh, I'm wearing red today. You break out the red beak. Well, well, can they swap out their feet as well, right? Can you be like a duck and get like 
a blue-footed boobies, uh, uh, feet and then a toucan beak and just be like, I'm, I'm just super colorful today. It's all good. I can't think of any other duck characters from, like, Looney Tunes, so. Maybe yeah, maybe. I can't think of any either. I mean, Foghorn Leghorn, he's a chicken, so he has a beak, but. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, if you're mixing chicken and ducks, we're just talking mayhem at that point. Yeah. I mean, or very strange Thanksgiving traditions. Oh, we stuff three animals inside of one another. Makes 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 you wonder. As an update, I'm not totally insane. There is a Tasmanian creature known as a thylacine, or a Tasmanian tiger or wolf, which is the only marsupial wolf that is believed to be extinct. So that's what I was thinking of. Okay, well, I'm glad we cleared that up for... Anyone listening out there? The more you so, know. Uh, yeah. Everyone's favorite Mets podcast. Who we've been talking uh-huh. about <laughs> endangered species for like five minutes. <laughs> Very educational. Exactly. All right. Well, then let's go on to some more Mets-related news. Baseball in Asia. Um, so the CPBL, they just started their second half now. And the Lions went one and one in the two games that they played. So I'm not going to bother with plays of the week or anything like that. But um, the league did have their midseason draft on Monday, last Monday. And the Weichon Dragons, they're an expansion team. They haven't actually started playing yet. They got the first draft. Um, and they picked Weichong Wang, who was uh, a minor leaguer, who's bounced around with the Pirates, the Brewers, and the A's over the last couple of years. But then the Unilions had the second pick. And they went with Tzu Hao Lin, who was a high school third baseman. Um, he's had some exposure in the under-18 Taiwanese national team. Uh, so he's known as being a pretty good hitter. Um, so if his bat develops, that would go a long way to shoring up the infield on that team. Their yeah. outfield, outfield is the best in the league. Um, the three, their three main outfielders were all in the top 10 in WRC+, plus, but basically no one else on that team is good. So uh, having a strong third baseman definitely will help. The LG Twins now went 2-2 two and two with one game postponed because of rain, and then the other one just outright canceled. So that leaves them at 35, 31, and 1 for the year, which is 5th place and 10 games behind the NC Dinos. Hitter of the week was Hunsu Kim. He had a, a pretty good week. He went 8 for 17 with a double, two homers, five RBI, and a walk. And Casey Kelly was pitcher of the week. And it was actually one of those rare weeks where he got two starts in. And one was exceptionally good, and the other wasn't that great. But in total, he pitched 11 innings, 11 and a third innings. And he allowed six runs on 12 hits. He walked two. He hit one batter, and he struck at 14. And finally, the uh, Colt Swallows, they went 2-1, uh, and one, and then they had three ties this week. Nice. So that leaves them at 15-11-4 for the season, which is good for second place, two and a half games behind the Umiari Giants. Uh, hitter of the week is someone that we should all be familiar with, Norichika Aoki. He played for the Mets for a little bit um, in 2017, and he was in majors from 2012 to 2017, which is actually a little bit longer than I realized. I thought he was yeah. only, in the, only in the league for like maybe a, two or three. 
He had like a decent run with the Brewers and then yeah, the Royals. Yeah. He got some Rookie of the Year votes that first year mm-hmm. with the Brewers. He had um, a pretty good major league career. Yeah. Yeah, very solid, underrated. Well, maybe not underrated, but uh, a solid player that you know not too many people talk too much about. He had a really good this week. Uh, good week this week. He went mm-hmm. nine for fifteen with three doubles, two homers, and five walks. On top of that, so. Oh, is that all? Yeah. He basically <laughs> got on base constantly. That'll play. And then pitcher of the week for third week in a row now, because you call Tez literally the worst pitching in the league. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> is Ogawa. Uh, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't particularly great. Uh, he allowed three runs over seven innings. He allowed five hits. He walked one, and he struck out five. So, pretty good week. For the hitters and pitchers, kind of eh. Yeah. Now we'll finally start talking about the Mets. Yeah. Ten minutes into our Mets podcast. Okay, so one, one, you like I, the last thing here is you say they had ties this week, and I know I've derisively laughed at that before. After seeing the runner on second for all of oh, one game so in bad. the majors, I'd rather have ties. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't, like, allow for one extra inning, no one wins it, it's a tie. I don't care about ties if it's, like, 13th, 14th inning-ish. Because, like, I like those games in theory, but during those games, I'm like, alright, I'm, 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 I'm done with this. Like, no game should last that long. It's yeah, just... Dude, and, like, I don't know, like, then when it happens in the playoffs, it's, spe- it's extra special. Because you're like, yeah, we're actually gonna, like, it, there's a feeling of tension there. But, like, I don't know, during the regular season, whatever. Wait, are they going to do the runner on second thing in the playoffs? I'm assuming they're going to. I, I haven't heard they that they're not. I'm, I, I don't expect them to have a different set of rules for the playoffs. Do we expect them to have playoffs, period? I mean, I think they're just going to power through. <laughs> but I can't really imagine them stopping. But, yeah, like, could you imagine it's, like, Game 7 of the damn World Series and <laughs> it's the 10th inning and there's, like, <laughs> the runner starts on second? <laughs> a, a, a team's going to lose the World Series because a runner started on second in the 10th inning of a playoff game. And uh, I'm going gonna... to, like, double – I'm going to double down on the 60 words we wrote about the 60-game season <laughs> and say, please, I just don't want them to win this year. It... <sighs> <laughs> it's it's going to be something like that, and I'm going to be very angry. It, it's very Mets to win this year. Yeah, it is true. I mean, nothing they do, even the good that they do, basically always has an asterisk or some yeah, kind of exactly thing attached to it. You know, look at look at Johan's no hitter. Like, oh wow, there's a, a play that eh, kind of fuzzy, so we can't even have that. So of course it would be the Mets that would win the World Series in a year where we can't even have that. People also constantly say that game ended his career. I don't know that it did so much as the ankle injury and the yeah. what the start after. Did end yeah. Mike Baxter's career though, basically. Oh, it, it big ended oh, yeah. Mike Baxter's career. Who is better than I remembered? Like Mike I looked Baxter's him up recently. Pretty good. Yeah, he like walked a lot. Yeah. Like I looked him up recently and I was looking at his numbers and I was like, he was kind of good. Like I thought he was just kind of like it because I was younger then, so I was like, I wasn't really in. I was in high school, so like I wasn't really into going on fan graphs every day and looking at. Stuff like that. So I just had like the preconceived notion of him being like a whatever fourth, fifth outfielder, but he was kind of good. Now he is coaching at Vanderbilt, I believe it is. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, um, in more Mets news that 
which is kind of stupid because of the Mets. <laughs> uh, they designated Stephen Gonzalez for assignment, and he was picked up by the Boston Red Sox, so he's gone. And because he was claimed by the Mets uh, from the Twins in like November, December, and has 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 now been claimed. He never actually pitched a single game officially with the Mets. Um, is he good? Probably not. Nothing really jumps out at you in the scouting report that makes you think he'll be a reliable major league pitcher. He's basically a fastball changeup lefty with a very thin margin of error to succeed. And in the limited innings that he got in the majors with the Twins in 2018, he got torched. He gave yeah. a ton of hits and walked a ton of guys. But do the Mets really have the pitching depth to be letting guys like him go just kind of willy-nilly? No. (laughs) Like, I I wrote the news piece up for him after he got DFA'd. And what I basically said was, I don't know if he's good and like, but it's hard to justify the Mets DFAing a former, formerly highly touted pitching prospect when like Corey Oswalt's real close to the, to, to the majors. Like right now he's on the roster. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, base, like the, even if Gonzalez is bad, I'd rather have him than not have him. Basically, because, the the yeah. player pool consists of Oswalt with an asterisk because he is supposed to be in the rotation now, but we'll see. Whatever. But Oswalt, then there's David Peterson, and we'll talk about him a little later. Then there's Erasmo Ramirez, Kevin Smith, Jordan Humphreys, Franklin Kilame, and Thomas Zipucky. Now, obviously, some of those guys have higher ceilings than Gonzalez, for sure. But would they be guys that you would be comfortable with giving them major league innings right now? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I would. I would much rather give the major league innings to Gonzalez. Right. So I can think of at least four or five names on the sixty man currently that I would have just said, "Ah, peace." Yeah. Over throwing away guns. Why the hell is Hunter Strickland on this roster? Well, to, to well, did you see him yesterday? That's exactly why he's on this roster. Luke. <laughs> Someone's got to lose. <laughs> so annoying. So yeah, I mean, it's just kind of. I'd rather throw away Corey Oswald. Yep. Honestly, Andres I would have Strickland. Goodbye. Uh, send Andres Jimenez back down because I don't think it's super useful to have him here. But that's a different discussion. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in, like, a couple of minutes. But, mm. yeah, it just doesn't seem like a wise move. And uh, it's probably not going to come back to bite them in the ass because Gonzalez is the same of same kind of – in the same kind of tier pitcher as, you know, Erasmo Ramirez or Corey Oswalt or just a guy that is always on the fringe but yeah. doesn't really make it. But every so often you do see guys like that go on to have – good careers. I mean, he pitched against the Mets yesterday, Darren O'Day. He's been around ever since the Mets kind of foolishly uh, uh, foolishly gave up his roster spot like 10 years ago. So it does have... He was like a good Rule 5 pick and they just said, nah, yeah. nah we don't want Listen, that. When you, I forget who it was, but when you got to get innings for either Nelson Figueroa or Casey Fossum, whoever it was, you got to do it. I think it was Figueroa off the top of my head. All right, so remember. that's 2009. <laughs> Not good memories. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. They just don't have the. Uh... 
If this was like, let's switch the Mets and the Braves uh, depth, and the Braves release Gonzalez, I'd be like, all right, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, but yeah. that's because he'd be like, like their twenty fifth best exactly. pitcher. Exactly. <laughs> like that's the whole that's the whole long and short of it for me. They just simply don't have the depth to be releasing any pitchers, like at all, pretty much. Except like Hunter Strickland because he like what the hell was that? But like you know what I mean. Any yes. possibly usable guy should not be released as a pitcher right now with how paper thin everything is. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it probably a little bit more in a couple of minutes after the other side of the break here. But the 2020 season could be a good season to just see what you have and take inventory of your system and your players for the 2021 season because it's just going to be such a weird year this year. So, And it's not like they're going to get experience otherwise, you know. Right. I mean, sometimes you just much rather see what you got and kind of say, screw it, and, you know, 20 can go a lot of ways, but it can definitely get bad real fast, and a 60-year weird season would be a good time to kind of see what you got, but who knows. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So... Baseball is back. The baseball season, giant asterisk, started. And we're going to discuss the minor league players that made the opening day roster. There were basically two main stories here. Um, one guy made it and one guy didn't. And it was probably the opposite in terms of what people expected. So the guy that made it to the opening day roster is surprisingly Andres Jimenez. And we'll get to the other guy who had a case in a second, but we'll just stick with Andres right now. Um, on one hand, great. I'm not really sure what the right term for it is, but, you know, we quote-unquote meet these guys when they sign, and we follow them for years. So when they finally make it to the majors, there's definitely a sense of, like, being proud for them and everything like that. So in that sense, I'm very happy that Andres Jimenez has made the roster. That aside now, is Jimenez making the roster the right decision? Lucas, you are the the main guy that doesn't think it is, so what do you say? Yeah, like, look, I, I hate to be the shill for management or whatever, and I certainly would never take this. Like, for instance, when, when they called up Pete Alonso on game one of the season last year, right, I'm not going to be there complaining about service time 
constraints because he's the starter. He has an obvious role. He's clearly the best player at the position. And, and screw the screw the extra year at that point. I don't understand why you're throwing away an extra year so a guy can, so you can have a guy on your bench as a defensive sub when you already have Louis Guillaume, and if you want speed, you have Eduardo Nunez. Like it doesn't. I, I'm fine. I, I'm not going to be one of those people who who goes crazy over max min maxing every last possible day of service time. But it does seem like a short-sighted decision to add an extra bench bat. So I think they did this solely because of there's no minor league season. Like, I don't think he makes the opening day roster in a regular season. If you could send him to AAA, you probably would. Yeah, so what I think they're doing is they're saying instead of him ostensibly wasting a year in hanging out in Brooklyn and playing meaningless baseball like practices they're bringing him along and saying this is what the major this is a taste of the major leagues not fully what it's like because obviously the whole gear is wacky but like i think that's what they're doing that's how i, I understand it i also have a, like i the rosters um contract a little bit a little bit into the season right yeah so oh, like i, I feel I like remember. the first roster cut Oh, it's gonna comes, be him. It's yeah. probably gonna be him, and they'll recoup any service time anyway. Yeah, he, him, and not Hunter Strickland. <laughs> like right, right now, I kind of like the role they have him in because um, he's he's a big league ready fielder. You know, the last thing for him to do is to get used to game speed at the big league level, and this is a pretty easy way to do that. You know, when the alternative would be playing, you know, practices in Brooklyn. So, I don't really see a downside to it. Um, it's wasting yeah. a year is the downside is on the back end. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's really it. It's is it worth it for an extra year, a few years from now? Which hopefully, if Steve Cohen, I'm assuming he buys the team because that's what it looks like right now. If he buys the team, he won't care about any of that. And just if he if Jimenez is good, he'll get extended before then. And we're not we're not worried about that. And do so, you really see Jimenez as like a, a star? You know. Or a guy that's going to be expensive in arbitration. I like would, he's good. I, I he's know. good at a lot of soft skill things, you know. Yeah, I could. I I don't know if he'll ever be the hitter that gets like the huge amount of money in arb. That yeah. Like I just. Don't I'm not know an expert, has... but I I don't know if if excellent defenders get paid in arb. You know. Yeah. If yeah, I would man, assume just, not. I would assume no, not. not really. No. no, I mean, what is like Jose Iglesias's? I mean, he got DFA'd. He like, yeah. Yeah, I think Jimenez is probably a little bit of a better hitter than him. But actually, I mean, you, you, to give Iglesias credit, he has. Yeah, Iglesias has a. What has he been in the league for? Like six, seven years. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he has a, a solid major league career where he hasn't really like dipped up and down much. I mean, but that's another point I would make here, and and you're right. Like, I'm I'm. I don't. I, I wouldn't say I'm like despondent over this. I just think it's suboptimal, right? But another point I think is that they could have just signed someone for this role and not had to uh, uh, risk losing the year. And you're right that he probably gets cut. I kind of forgot that part. And I'm not gonna lie. Oh, um, I totally forgot too. <laughs> but like, there's no there's no reason the match shouldn't have just said, "Hey, well, we'd like a nice defensive infielder." Yada yada, let's just go give Jose Iglesias 
three million bucks. Yeah, I've advocated for that like every year. No, yeah, I, I think, I think <laughs> I we were all we were all on the same page about. It. I mean, hell, I wanted them when Christian Yelts was available. I wanted them to trade Ahmed and go sign. Uh, it wasn't Iglesias at the time, but like it was someone in that vein, though. I can't remember who you said. Zach Cozart. Zach oh, Cozart, yeah, that who of course was. then like shredded his shoulder immediately and missed two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been a disaster at shorts. So Andres. Well, but they would have had Christian Yelich, so. Yeah, and Andres would have just been starting at shortstop to Britain. Yeah, it would have been fine. So, so actually. But, um. Look, yeah, it's not, I, I don't think it makes a huge difference either way. Like, this isn't a franchise altering decision. I would have been more annoyed if this was a regular season and. Yes. And they did this. I would have been like, What's the point? But like, because originally I was like, I don't really get the point. And then the more I thought about it, it's like he's just going to be sitting on his ass in Brooklyn for a year. Like that's kind of a waste too. Like that's a waste on on the other end. What is he doing in New York though? He's sitting on the bench until the eighth inning and then playing second base for for honestly. I would rather that. I would rather him be around major league coaching. I would rather him be around major league facilities. I would rather him just be like being in the majors is a lot. There, there's a lot more that he's getting. Otherwise, there, there's things you can learn from proximity that you you can't learn anywhere else. That's fair. Like, did you ever see? Which is something you, we can't quantify, obviously. Did you, like, did you guys ever see the season of American Horror Story of the Witches? I've only seen the first season. <clears throat> Extremely right. not my type of thing. Well, never mind then. I had a whole analogy. <laughs> no, go for it. And... Go for it. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, you, of our audience, I'm sure someone knows. Go, you yeah, go for yeah. it. Steve. Go for it. No, I don't even feel like it anymore. I'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm just, oh, we I'm discouraged not... him. <laughs> you know how many ridiculous video game uh, uh, metaphors I drop on this show that everyone just totally ignores? It's fine. Just... <laughs> well, I was going to say that hopefully, basically in the season where they had witches, there's always one coven leader. And when a new coven leader is born, the, the the leader's power slowly starts disappearing and becomes infused in the new one until they're ready to, like, switch places. So I say You're maybe, saying he's going to suck the lifeblood out of Robinson Cano. Right. Or, or in this case, in this case, maybe Pete Alonso, since he's still not really showing any uh, power here. So, so what prefer- you're saying is preferably Robinson per- Cano, though. Put put Andres at first is what you're saying. I mean, if whatever works. <laughs> that that'd be a bold strategy, Cotton. Oh, absolutely. Love to put yeah. your best defender at the least difficult position. And like the smallest dude at the, on the field at the spot <laughs> where you want the biggest frame. Making those stretches. Well, I guess we we are all kind of in agreement. It's. Not that big of a deal, and you know you can you can look at it from either side of the coin, and we all kind of agree on everything. And at the end of the day, it's not really that big of a deal. I'm really curious to see if they give him a start along at any stretch, like when Cano needs a day off or something. I would like, assume so. I'm really curious if if that's how little they view him. If not little, but that's I'm really curious if they like actually see him that way and get like for this year and give him a start, or if they just put Guillaume out there. I think they would give him a start. That's what I would do. I would let him at least get a actual 
game instead of like one at bat in <laughs> the ninth <laughs> inning or whatever it was. Yeah, but I'm curious at that regard. I mean, yeah, my goal would be to get him as much meaningful playing time as you can without exposing, you know. Yeah. I agree. Well, shifting topics now and thought, but, but staying about meaningful playing time. Uh, when the season started, the rotation was supposed to be Jacob deGrom, Marcus Stroman, Steven Matz, Rick Porcello, and Michael Walker. Stroman's injury obviously has thrown a wrench into those plans. And Corey Oswalt is supposed to be the one that's going to be taking those starts and innings. But uh, for a lot of people, the obvious one to replace him was David Peterson. Um, to go back to the discussion we were having a little bit earlier about uh, Stephen Gonsalves, do I have more faith in David Peterson than I do Corey Oswald? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty confident Peterson's at least a little better. <laughs> I don't know. But it but is, that says more to do with me having seen a lot of Corey Oswald over the years. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah well. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're kind of in like the same kind of tier of pitcher with me. I, I just think they're Peterson being, of that tier. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Peterson maybe having a higher uh, spot in that tier. But really more important than kind of performance is like just seeing what you got with Peterson. I mean, we know we know what Oswald is. He's been around for a couple of years now. And knowing what Peterson is would be helpful for planning, you know, for 2021 and, and beyond. You know, because Peterson is, is a known unknown, you know, to quote um, Donald Rumsfeld. Like, we know a lot about him in theory. You know, we know what he did in college and we know what he did in the minors, but... He hasn't gotten a major league chance, so we don't know how he'll be. And giving him some starts in, you know, during during the season would be helpful in knowing, okay, what are we going to do for the 2021 season when basically the Mets have <laughs> no pitchers whatsoever. Yeah, it's so um, open yeah. that they need to figure that out. Yeah, and if he's if if he gets basically shelled, then you know, okay. Maybe we need to look into getting another pitcher, free agent, through free agency. If he's completely dominant in however many innings he pitches, like, all right, well, maybe there's one less spot that they need to allocate money in free agency to fill. Like, he could, like, you need to figure out if he's your fifth starter in 2021 or if he's, um, a dude that you need to get out of your depth chart immediately, basically. And I think you could do that this year. Have they committed to Oswald? Because I remember when they put Oswald on the 30-man roster, I think it's 30 men. When they put him on that roster, I'm pretty sure they were like, we don't know if he's actually going to start. He's just here right now. So right, have they well, have they committed uh, to him on Tuesday? I think that's when it would be. I don't know, but I mean, who else I mean, is going to... Yeah, I'm assuming so as well, unless they do some weird opener thing, but... <clears throat> It would be silly. To, I mean, if you weren't intending on having Peterson pitch, I agree. Then, yeah. Why you, even? Yeah, exactly. Over. Although I could see the Mets starting to, trying to do something like that, like, oh, we're gonna outsmart everyone else and make them guess, and then they're gonna somehow do something weird and stupid, and then it's gonna come <laughs> back to bite them in the ass because it's the Mets. And and then the Red Sox are like, look, we don't we don't even have a fourth starter, <laughs> so 
<laughs> who you're throwing you're on the <laughs> who you're throwing on the fifth day is even more relevant. <laughs> uh, you're not excited for Rick Porcello? Oh no! Tonight former, on ESPN, former Cy Young Award winner, former Cy Young, Young Award winner who was 40 percent worse than league average last year. <laughs> it's mind blowing. When I was reading Rich's preview on him, follow Rich Staff on Twitter. He had the worst qualified ERA last year. Nice. <laughs> Which is exactly what you want as your number three starter. I wonder how many people called him Porcello when he was drafted. I don't know why that made me think, but. Oh, absolutely. Zero cents from the second that contract was signed. Why do you give this guy $10 million? Oh, I disagree. It made all the sense. He's from here. He's a former Cy Young winner. They can put that all in. that long ago. <laughs> they can in, put all that stuff in the in the press release. Winning the back pages. I mean, in in retrospect, it's good that he's here and Michael Honestly, Walker yeah. are here. I don't necessarily, you know, I, I don't know what his contract is. So I mean, I'm sure he's being one, overpaid. One year, ten million. All right. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not great either. When I'm sure there are are pitchers that pitched. Uh, similarly and got paid a lot less, but. I would have rather given Blake Trinan one year 10 million than, like, a different type of pitcher, obviously, but like. Would have rather given Homer Bailey his potential for 8 million, would have definitely rather given Rich Hill his potential for 13 million. Oh, the Mets would break Rich Hill in two seconds. No. <laughs> he would have a comical injury. That, oh, that'd be a Rich Lowry Hill situation. So much, though. <laughs> oh no! Like, like Rich Hill's like one of my favorite players. <laughs> like, I love Rich Hill. Can Rich Hill would be the guy. <laughs> he would show up, and his arm would be. No, of course off his we'd body. be the team to finally break him. But like the old <laughs> left-handed curveball specialist yeah. is extremely my shit. <laughs> Rich Hill would be the guy that like he gets bit by a spider during pregame practice. And <laughs> it's like a terrible, terrible allergic reaction and. He's then suffers a kinetic chain. Whatever, know, like a injury. step beyond yellow fever is, I feel like that would be involved. It's mm. like breaking, all fever. Breaking. I mean, news, really, he would. Uh, he, he would just go ahead. He would just get Corona. I mean, in, in oh, this, yeah. this season, but yeah. I mean, hell, the 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 Twins did something really because he was going to miss half the season, and now he's not going to miss any of it because he was recovering from Tommy John. They're like, okay, we'll pay you for basically half the season, and I'm sitting here like, I'll run freaking Corey Oswald for half the season, and then Rich Hill the back half because then there's at least a chance I have a good pitcher for half the season instead of giving Porcello ten million dollars. Yeah. Well, also like Porcello is durable or whatever the hell. So like. Uh. You know that that played into it too, and like at least with Walker, like he's always been a he's qual like he's been a quality pitcher when he's healthy. It's just that's been a problem for him. So like I'm fine with that type of dice roll. But Porcello, man, that was just a flash in the pan ass season, and now here we are. Yep, <clears throat> that's the worst part about it for me. I'm not exactly high. I should, I should rephrase that. I'm not exactly low on David Peterson, but I'm not that really high on him either. Ke- uh, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I can't tell the future. I don't know how he'll be. But, Ken, you, you, I guess, are the highest one. What would you expect from him? Uh, I think he's going to have a long career. I don't know if it's going to start now. <laughs> 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Um, like if if he was pushed in, if he was thrown into the fire right yeah, now, yeah, generic fifth starter, um, mm-hmm. probably a step above Oswald, and that I, I think there's not a particularly good chance he ends up in Korea within the next two years. <laughs> um, but yeah, like g- generic fifth starter who quietly has like a seven year career. Um, and I mean, how lefties pitch forever, you know? Mike Leak ass career. Yeah, a step below that. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like... Very Jonathan Neese-like, I think. I mean, hell, without... Like, obviously, the Mets offense has not been good the past the first few games, but logically, looking at it on paper, it should be a good offense. Like, all you need is that as from your fifth starter, and you should be okay. Like, Oswald, I feel like, is just going to give up eight runs an outing or whatever, which is obviously hyperbole, but... Like, I have yeah, no... Yeah, don't be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's play guess Corey Oswalt's FIP from last season. Oh, dear. 7.2. 6.36. Uh, well. Would you like to guess his ERA? 5. 8. 8.79. It is 12.15. Yeah. Steve is the closest so without going over. So it was a bad over. year, but he was still unlucky. <laughs> I didn't expect 12. <laughs> Holy <laughs> See that's bad, and um, really, simply... twelve more than a run in inning is bad. I yes. didn't know that. I know. He uh, only shocked. struck out six point seven five batters per nine, but he walked a whopping eight point one zero. I mean, Greg Maddox only struck out six batters per nine, and he was good. So, <laughs> really, yeah. what was Greg Maddox's walks per nine? Probably Half. one point <laughs> nine. I'm trying to pull up his DRA just so I can get like a better feel for how he rates relative to league average. The point being, I don't need no to see. No folks. Look, look, I don't think we need to see any more of David Peterson, right? It's not like, yeah. oh, excuse me, David, any more of Corey Oswald. Well, um, oh, I was going to say I agree, but don't need to see more of Peterson in the minors. <laughs> Like, oh, in the minors, we don't need that either, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that's what I thought where you were going. I think, I think plenty of teams, and the Mets especially, like the Mets really especially, having, having this really bad tendency to just hang on to the bad thing they know, mm-hmm. as opposed to constantly churning, right? And even if Oswalt was a little better, like even if Oswalt was what we said what what Ken just said Peterson will be, even if he was that, I'd still want to see the new thing because there's a chance it's better. I agree, and, especially and, when the current is this bad. Right, and, and, and that he's this bad just reinforces that point, that there's mm-hmm. no reason to, especially in, in, in a shortened season, to continue to trot out the same known bad option because you're afraid the unknown option will also be bad. Mm-hmm. I think there's also the threshold at which, like, someone is so bad that it's basically, um, to use a video game term here, it's basically a throw. You're throwing the game by putting them in, right? And I'm pretty sure Oswald is either right at... He's around that threshold, right? So even if the unknown is worse than Oswald, it's at the threshold where it's so bad already, it doesn't matter. So go with the new thing. Try out David Peterson. Try out Harold Gonzalez. Try out Erasmus Ramirez, whatever. But 
If Harold Gonzalez gets a start this year, we should have an emergency breaking news podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, we should immediately call Jeff and make sure yes, he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wellness check. And like with can he uh, can he even play though because he's not part of the pool? Can they add people? Can in they? throughout the season? I don't know. I thought it was just once it's set. It's I set. have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. All of these rules, they have come so quickly and they're so ridiculous that I... I just know that at one point the rosters go down to 28, and at one point they go down again to 26. I'm pretty sure. I just know that we won't be seeing Tim Tebow, which is a shame. They're just waiting for the gate. He's going to make the opening day 2021 (laughs) roster because the crowd is going to be, like, standing room only. Do you remember when he first debuted and that guy was having a seizure and Tebow <laughs> saved him? So Tebow will, will basically stop coronavirus. Wait, think- hear me out. Hear me out. We haven't been thinking about the fifth starter the right way. What position did Tebow play? Left None. <laughs> no, in football. Oh. Guy that throws? He was the quarterback. No, he didn't really play quarterback. He played bike. I mean, look, it said QB on the roster. He threw. What is a pitcher but, throw? But have you he seen throws. him throw? Have you seen I him have throw seen football? Him. I've seen him throw. It's terrible. Right, but, but is it worth feet than, and six If he does that, if he does that court, over more than like twenty <laughs> feet and as hard as he can, is his arm going to break? I think so. Teach him a knuckleball. <laughs> Hear me out. He basically already throws a knuckleball. <laughs> have you ever seen him play his footballs? They just knuckle all over the place. And then you get a two-way player because he could hit. Of course. Kenny, though. <laughs> he's a two-way player in that he's bad at pitching and also bad at hitting. <laughs> Let's master being a one-way player first. <laughs> oh, God. Well, on that note, I guess. Wait, two-way players aren't even useful anymore. We have a DH. Oh, damn it. <laughs> huh. It's ruined now. <laughs> you do have the option of foregoing the DH in favor of letting the pitcher hit. So They're going to forego will... the DH so Tebow could hit when he's the yeah. pitch starter. Oh, my God. <laughs> that works. See, if you could do that and, like, have a designated fielder, I would be all about it. That's how Andres Jimenez would be playing every day. Designated fielder. Like, Shohei Otani hit <laughs> as a pitcher. Andres Jimenez is going to play 60 games this season and have more runs scored than hits, and it's going to be the best. That's a very likely outcome, I think. He's going to go like 0 for 6 and have like 12 runs scored. (laughs) (laughs) And it's going to be be like a a rookie year video people talk about on YouTube like in three years. How many stolen bases will he have? Uh, Out of 12. He's not bad. He's going to steal third when the Mets win their first extra inning walk-off. Speaking of of rule changes and stealing, that's a rule that hasn't made its way to the major leagues yet, that they tried out in the Atlantic League where they've been kind of uh, formulating all these things, is pitchers – oh, excuse me, hitters were allowed to steal first base if the – Oh, yes. Let the ball get away from them. I forgot about that. Yeah, let's see. Put, that becomes a rule. <laughs> I'd put Terrence Gore on the roster immediately. Yep. Steal first every time. Go. <laughs> just run. Don't even have a bat. Just stand in the batter's box facing first base. Pretty much. Your 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 main goal is to just make the bat make the catcher drop the ball by whatever yeah. means necessary. <laughs> You're just waving your hand in front of him before the pitch. <laughs> 
that would bring more utility to Andres Jimenez, I guess, on the roster. <laughs> Hope he could tell a good joke or, or make funny faces. Mm. All right. Uh, uh, does anyone have any relevant last words of the week? Rick Porcello starting on Sunday Night Baseball. <sighs> Which is the Mets' favorite time to play. National yeah. audience, baby! <laughs> and and Tomas Nito is starting. So, just I'm pretty like sure this is the... In... Go ahead, sorry. Literally just like they drew it up in spring. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the only Sunday game I haven't signed up to recap this year. And uh missing nothing. <laughs> So, what are the chances that if Porcello has a good game, Nito becomes his personal catcher? Oh my god. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. I'll take that. Alright, if anyone has any questions, comments, whatever, you could send us an email at our email address, from complex to queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I'm at Steve Sleiper. Lucas is at ElvlaHost343. Ken is at Ken1191. And Thomas is at SadMetsSeason, S-Z-N. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Rate and review it. And, of course, we thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week. And until then, love the Mets. Love the Mets. Love the Mets.